0: And uh, that means we're live. By the way.
1: Oh, when you say we're going live, that means we are live. Is that what you're well,
0: saying? No, when I said that means we are live, that was my way of saying that it finally connected and we are now live. So. Oh. Heads up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Our, this is gonna be an interesting show because my uh, my sinuses are uh, all over the place. But, I say let's do it. Let me know when you're uh, done doing what you do, sharing and, and telling everybody on the, that their Facebook, that that book of faces. That little doohickey that I got. That's right.
1: Damn, it, Trinity! I got a music box. <laughs> <laughs> it does video too.
0: You mean to tell me that's all in your hand? But you know what? I I
1: I, I promise well, I'm not going to do that anymore like that because it's Boy, offen- it's offensive.
0: Everything's offensive to somebody, man. No, but
1: I mean, I mean that group of people get attacked by everybody, and nobody defends them. So I'm, I'm defending them. Sure, I'm not gonna imitate y'all no more. You, <laughs> the hell you want to? Because I got a little accent too. So sure. So when you know, Um are you ready? People always trying to figure out my accent. And then I say I'm from Texas, and like, oh, that's why. I'm like, well, <laughs> you, you didn't know that. You can't tell Texas only steers. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you yeah. don't know. See, so you can't say that either anymore, Trinity.
0: Leave me alone. Whatever. Uh, You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's run this intro. Shut up and sit down. Boom. (laughs) That's a a loud gun. You know what I just realized? Like, I think the last two times, I believe. Mm -hmm. I don't have to actually switch off of the intro once it's done playing it automatically switches back to this i think maybe i should have known that but i don't know from day one i've always just clicked it off and gone to so now you know you heard it here folks first i don't whatever you heard it here kids you've you've earned producer of the year award (laughs) exactly and we're only in february so what does that mean uh <clears throat> anyway somebody's there. got a chance
1: just give it up now just yeah. you, you ain't got a chance
0: um so uh what's up everybody thank you for tuning in uh, this is of course uh dope and dharma yep. this is the dharma time edition here on not tuesday it's thursday i think oh um, that's right
1: it's not tuesday it's
0: not tuesday uh and he is of course uh a dope doctor one and only and i am the dharma guy welcome Um, we did not do a show on Tuesday, uh, because he's you know he's rich and famous, so he's got to go do his thing. He didn't have done it. it.
1: I could have done it. Uh, I could have done it. I was in my hotel room during this time. I could have done it. I was just busy, (laughs) but I could have done it.
0: Um, so I uh, I was in
1: Savannah, Georgia. I heard this place, dude. Oh wait, you haven't been to Savannah, Georgia? I have not. No, you guys would actually really like Savannah, Georgia. It's a very cool little town. I like it. And why adventure. would we like it?
0: What's what's great about it?
1: Well, I mean, it's just well, <laughs> you don't like walking, but no, it's, I it, do not. It's, it's 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 a good little riverfront to walk up and down, check out the different right. shops and the restaurants and all that stuff. Um, Dana likes it cuz you can walk around anywhere in town with a drink in your hand. Anywhere. <laughs> like for miles. <laughs> well,
0: there you go. I'm
1: sold. So that's why Dana likes it. But uh but I I like the food there and I like the ambiance. It's like it's like a if you mix uh, Myrtle Beach with uh, New Orleans, you get Savannah, Georgia.
0: Interesting. Okay, kind of what it's like. Right. All right. I'll uh, I'll I'll add that to the list all right. of places. And, it's, I close. Might and go.
1: it's and it's really close. I mean, you if you, you know what? Five yes, hours up, yeah. and, and You're something there. Like yeah. 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 yeah, five right or six
0: right hours, hours. You're up. Uh, so uh, today, man, I think um, I think we should talk about something that that uh, I'm going to assume we've all dealt with. Either receiving or giving, okay. um, even though a lot of us would like to say that we don't, um, and that's defensiveness, mm. right? We we are at times critical of others, right? We might want to point out a situation where they could have done differently. Maybe they hurt right. our feelings. Maybe they messed something up. Uh, so we, you know, we're great friends and relatives and spouses. So we try to come from a place of love and understanding. And we're like, hey, when you did this, it hurt my feelings. Or when you did this, it caused something else that was unintended. And I just want to let you know about it. Um, and then oftentimes their response is not, oh, man, thanks for bringing that to my attention. You know, I'm sorry that that's how it came off. Maybe I'll do better next time. Uh, that's not how it comes. <laughs> That's not the response for a lot of people. Mm, for a lot of no. people, it's, well well, you did this, and, and and it's because you did this that I turned around and did this. and you, It's immediate defensiveness. It's immediate defending your stance and lashing out and being aggressive to the other person. Right. Um, and so I, I think that we've all... Experienced that on both ends i think we've all right. received it i think we've all at one point or another have said something to somebody else that resulted in them being defensive towards us mm-hmm. and as much as we don't want to admit it i'm pretty sure we've all received something that rub does the wrong way that maybe we interpreted wrong uh, poorly um, or unskillfully if you will uh, and we didn't respond well we responded with hmm. you know uh defensiveness right i'm, I'm myself not included because i've never once in my life been defensive ever
1: no, I'm purely offense. I like, I like, <laughs> yeah. that's why I offend in advance, Trinity. Right.
0: Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, all jokes aside, I think we're all guilty of it, right? We're all guilty of hearing something that maybe wasn't said, right? Uh, what you say, and what other people hear are oftentimes vastly different. Right. Uh, meaning, like, hey, uh, uh, I don't know, like, I really wish you wouldn't have done that. Which sounds like, hey, I really wish that your behavior or your action was different. But what the person might hear is, you're stupid. I hate you. You mess up everything, right? Like, that's not what was said, but that's what they heard. And so then they're going to respond to what it is that they heard.
1: Or or, or they hear, I'm perfect. I never treat you poorly. Why are you treating me poorly?
0: Yeah, they hear that as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is where the whole keeping score and tit for tat thing comes out. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Mm -hmm. You know, because we've, like I said, we've all been in those situations. Especially if you've ever had a a spouse, most likely been in, in involved in a a discussion where maybe you bring up something, uh, and somehow you bringing that that issue up results in them telling you every issue that you've ever done in your entire life. <clears throat> yes. when when you know you were just trying to point out something right which hey all those things might be valid as well but uh, it's all about timing in that particular instance meaning yes. if, if i'm bringing up something to you that's a concern of me um i'm not trying to invalidate any concerns that you might also have but the moment i bring my concern up to you is probably not the right timing to then bring up all the concerns that you have with me like it's uh uh timing in that situation but anyways yeah,
1: uh, I, I have to upgrade Dana's phone to a terabyte of memory just to keep all the notes of when I am wrong because <laughs> she's yeah. got a really big scorecard I yeah. myself have zero because I, I can't remember them and I, I forget <laughs> to even write them down
0: yeah I um. so anyways I, I just figured it'd be a, an interesting thing to talk about because uh, uh, I think it's I feel this is anecdotal but I feel like it's happening more right mm-hmm. like I feel that society as a whole, we've kind of gravitated to this idea of of lack of accountability, right? Like we've, there's always a reason for everything. Context matters more than the outcome. You know, like we've we've gotten to this weird situation where uh, we all feel so vindicated in everything that we say and do, right? Like if somebody says something and it doesn't align with what we think, we're so quick to just dismiss that. It doesn't matter that you feel that way because the way I feel is more important, and, and I think that that we see it a lot play out. Pick pick one of the top ten, you know, issues that everybody's fighting about right now. You know, uh, uh, I think it was uh, we said at the top of the show we were mentioning something about uh, like race, for instance. Um, you know, f- uh, uh, this is stereotypical at the moment. Obviously, each individual is different, but the the premise that you hear a lot of. Uh, from different sides, right? You have uh, the black side saying, hey, uh, you know, we're being hurt. You know, we've been wrong for so many years, whatever. And so by definition, that means everything you do is wrong. And, and you're, the, you're the reason for it and you're the fault for it. And then from the white perspective, it's like, hey, you know, uh, no, you guys did. It's just this this weird going back and forth. And then like you like to bring up the Hispanic community likes to come in and say, well, wait a minute. We're a bigger minority than all of you. Yes. So my point is, it's like, <clears throat> Everything has context and, and it's like nothing matters other than your perspective. And this idea no. of hearing other people's perspectives, this idea of realizing that maybe you went overboard, maybe you you crossed a line and, and were a little overzealous. Like all that stuff seems to be out the window lately and it's weird. You know, I see with my kids, uh, there's no accountability from school sometimes as far as, you know, if my, my kids, it's weird. Like there's a, there's either too much or, or not enough. Right. there's too much accountability on my kids in the sense of oftentimes like my son uh, didn't, I don't know, bring something home or whatever it might be. Uh, uh, and I tell the school, uh, I'm like, guys, I never received anything. they're you know, like, right. well, we put it in his backpack. I was like, I, I, I hear you, but he's like 11. Right. And so you're entrusting an 11-year-old who sometimes doesn't remember to wipe his butt after he goes to the bathroom <laughs> to bring on a really, really important paperwork to me. Like, do you not feel that that's just a bit off? Like, do you not maybe like, hey, there's this invention lately that's like an instantaneous notification that I have right in my pocket. It's called email. And if you were to send a mass email out all to your people, and you would ensure then that at least you've done your part to communicate to us, you know. So, that so in, in that sense, it's too much accountability. It's like you're yeah. expecting him to do things that he's not necessarily capable of at eleven, or there's not enough in the sense that things like due dates don't really matter <laughs> anymore <laughs> when i was in school if it was due on friday that's it you either turn it in on friday or you get a zero so now it's like hey it was due friday three weeks ago but you can still turn it in today and we'll give you credit right so it's like too much accountability or not enough um and, and the same goes for uh, life right when we're out there we watch you and i have been guilty of conversing about uh, some of these videos of brutality out there and and being uh not in the mainstream right like if i see an obvious crime happening uh, you know my my, ch- my my choice is accountability like hey like uh, the one that i i could think of is the gentleman who was where he was not supposed to be he was tased he was hit he said he was going to go get a knife and then he was shot when he was grabbing the knife you know what i saw was accountability like hey you're you're breaking the law you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing you're grabbing for a knife and I'm gonna hold you accountable okay. but then the other side is like no accountability by saying hey, you don't ever shoot somebody no matter what so and, and then the list goes on and on and on and on right so everything from interpersonal relationships to just like things happening in your home to things outside of the home on the national stage where' we've reached this weird pinnacle right now of like just bitter defensive, just lash it out like have you seen that same thing or am i off base here
1: no i i i do actually see the same thing i mean what i see is that you know because mommy and dad are fighting
0: um,
1: yeah you know which are our two political parties uh that dominate uh this country at least um the kids are left just either having to pick a side or unattended um, and based on whichever side mommy and daddy, like if mommy feels like she can use us to her advantage or if daddy feels like he can use us to, to his advantage, they excuse our behavior or make excuses for it. Um, so it does leave us in a situation. Most of us, most citizens that just really just want to raise our kids really just want to have a, a, a pleasant life, a happy life. Um, you know, life is hard enough, uh, without having to worry about what side <laughs> that it is 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 speaking to me a certain way and we're no longer looking at what the actions are right i think what you're saying is that we get defensive because we're trying to we're trying to somehow explain our action and sometimes we're just wrong and and and, and i think we have to get to a point that it's okay to be wrong sometimes you know it's a learning <laughs> situation for for me to be wrong um and I, you know where I've learned this the most, Trinity, and I did not expect to learn this the most from my kids, but when my kids call me on something and they do it in a really cool, unique way, and, and they use sometimes my language or my style or my, my way of being, yeah. um, I just get a little smirk and I just go, you're right. And, and, but it feels so good because I could get defensive and, 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 you know, which I would if it were anyone else, but because it's them and because I'm constantly thinking of whatever is necessary for them to get a life lesson out of it, it right. I, I, I accept it so well. So we know that we hear some of the same criticisms by by somebody, but we allow them to do it. Right. But then if somebody does it that we either detest or we've already taken away their their privilege to to comment on us then no matter what they say or how they say it, it's, it's disgusting, it's ridiculous, <laughs> yep. It's those are fighting words, because the proof is, in all this mommy and daddy fighting, right, um, let's think about our real moms and dads and the things that they have said, or our real brothers and sisters and the things that they have said. Yet, we still minded them, we still love them, we still... You know, eventually listen to them, or at least listened enough to not get caught again, which means we didn't really listen. We just learned how to do it better (laughs) (laughs) instead of like overtly just not. And then so our real moms and dads sometimes are accidentally getting to a point where they allow these behaviors as well. But you wouldn't allow them in your own house. You wouldn't allow some of our behaviors that we do in the outside world, or to other people, or to coworkers, or to friends, or to neighbors. You wouldn't allow that done in your own home. Yet, for some reason, we don't. We we are finding it acceptable to do out there. So, I think kids are really not being raised in a, in a in a in a consistent environment. And if we've learned anything by being parents, you're a parent. I'm a parent. Um, hopefully, one of you know very soon I'll be a grandparent. Not that Dottie is pregnant or anything, <laughs> like that, and definitely Zoe's not pregnant, okay. but but you know any year now right um what i'm saying is that that you know we know that consistency is what helped with our children not the one-time life lesson not the one-time sure. thing but the things that seem to have really stuck in their heads and the things that they really go by are the consistent messages that we gave them so if we would ask them you know uh what would dad say in this in this in this situation what would mom say because of the consistency that they've monitored they are really good at being able to say, well, you know, very closely to what you would say, <laughs> Probably. You know, yeah. or, or what you think. That proves that consistency matters. So if we consistently, consistently give inconsistent messages, then how are they supposed to learn? You know what they're going to learn. What they which one they're going to pick. They're going to which one makes them feel better. They're going to sure. go by which one allows them the most leniency, the least accountability, because even though as adults we know accountability matters and accountability has helped shape us when you're a child when you're younger you want zero accountability there's no way you want it and that's that whole psychological thing that remember teachers used to say oh you're negative attention seeking and i used to look at them and go like <laughs> do you what does that mean because so, as a young person i had no idea what that really meant right they act cuz they act like i wanted their attention i'm like uh no i did not want your attention i actually wanted you to leave me the, the hell well. alone <laughs> you know And they tried to explain a psychological profile to a child. They tried to explain something that they themselves learned in some psych 101 class that they have no idea how to explain it. (laughs) But they knew how to identify it and regurgitate it out of their stupid mouths. And what I'm saying is we constantly do that. We're giving psycho babble to young kids and not understanding what we're saying. But what is the end result? And we don't know. We have no longitudinal study on lack of accountability. We have no longitudinal study on lack of discipline. And so were we doing things rough, aggressive, maybe out of uh, out of what we think should be the case? Yes. But should we always Swing the pendulum the complete opposite direction And think that that's the correct way to do things And that's a hard no And that's, and I think we all agree with that Right. Just We tend to now I'm not going to say nowadays, it's always been that way We always just tend to agree with what sounds like What we want That's
0: normal, <laughs> that's normal human yeah. behavior Sure Um Well you you also, I, I think you You nailed it on the head as well uh, Right at the top of the show When you said the the other thing that the people might hear um because uh, i'm just looking back so there's two things going on here right there's there's the defensiveness that we get Mm -hmm. in the national level and on the outside world okay and then there's the defensiveness that you get in your in your home or maybe in your workplace Mm -hmm. right and i think that for the home and in the workplace i think you nailed it on the head earlier in the sense that while yes there's potentially unhealed traumas and, and things of that nature that people are responding mm-hmm. to, you know, their button is kind of big and you accidentally hit it. Um, I, I think you were correct in the sense that's what we do here oftentimes is, Hey, I've never mistreated you or I've never done anything wrong, right. but you did. Right. Right. Cause that's where the whole, like this blame game starts to happen is, mm-hmm. is you feel like when somebody, you know, uh, I don't. I don't use the word "calls out" because it feels aggressive. But like, mm. <clears throat> when somebody takes exception to something you said or did, instead of hearing, "Hey, like this is my teammate or this is my my friend, this is somebody who I've welcomed in, into my life for a reason," like I have some sort of respect or love for this person,
1: right.
0: uh, let me hear them out. Like, let me let me try to figure out. Let right. me understand where they're coming from, whether I agree or not. Like, let me right. let me see where they're coming from. Instead of doing that, like you said, I I think what people oftentimes hear is, "I'm awesome, you're not," and this is why. Uh, And it's sad that we hear that, right? Because I don't think that's what's intended oftentimes. If if not, I'm not I'm not going to say never because I'm sure there's somebody out there that does. Uh, I'm going to say the vast majority of the time, and that's where you always hear these these therapists talk about, or even on these like relationship shows and, you know, even older people who've been married for a long time, they always say the word communication. That's what they mean, right? <laughs> that's what they mean is, is effectively communicating to somebody how you're feeling, but then also allowing them to effectively communicate to you, hearing the message. In other words, turning off that little kid inside of you. That's getting ready to just explode on this person who thinks that they're so much better than you. They never do anything wrong. And how dare they talk to you? Like turning that little thing off, right? And and I agree with you, man. I really do think that that's the crux of the interpersonal ones. Maybe not so much out in the world. Maybe not so much uh, nationally. Um, I think nationally has more to do with accountability. Uh, right. Whereas you know, in the home, in the workplace, amongst friends, I, I think that um, and, and the closer they are to you, the less leeway they get. Right. <clears throat> right. Like I probably give you more leeway than I give my wife only because you know my wife says something it's like whoa hey well cuz i you know same thing i already have i have a memory bank you know of mm-hmm. some things that maybe i looked over or some things right. i didn't address with her or right. little things that i'm like ah whatever and then when she brings up once she brings up a uh, something i might have done or said or whatever you know my inclination that i fight against but my my initial inclination is to hold up I remember when you did, you know, like just yesterday, you did such and such. So let's, let's, and, and I think we're all guilty of that. Right. And I do my best to not do that, but I'm guilty like the rest of us. Um, But I do think that that's kind of where it stems from. Right. Is this this weird notion that no no matter what they say, what they meant was I'm better than you. You suck. This is why. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what it feels like Trinity? It feels like, um, It's like we're walking around with a game and the game is find the hypocrisy. And so whoever you talk to in whatever situation you're in, your only job is to find the hypocrisy in their statement. (laughs) Right. It's like it's like you get in a conversation to find out how they're somehow being hypocritical, at least with, you know, at least that's the way it seems. There's a lot of people. That's all that's that's why they're in a conversation. Um, you know you, you know what we need to do is start promoting some of the books that I think really helped people. Not that I ever read it, but I do know that it used to be promoted a lot is how to Win Friends and Influence People. There was a reason that book is, is where it is in, in our American system, right? because right. Um, and when I say American so it's only because I never went to school in England right and, and when I did go to school in Germany, it was an American school. so, so that doesn't count. Uh, but uh, the How to Win Friends and Influence People was intended. For salespeople.
0: Right. However,
1: anytime I hear someone reference that book, like what they learned from it, it seems like, like a regular lesson that everybody should know, right? And one of the key factors in that is you want people to walk away from a conversation feeling good about themselves. And the best way to have people walk away from a conversation feeling good about themselves, apparently it must be in the book because I keep hearing it talked about, um, is that, uh, see, I'm admitting I didn't read it, um, yeah, is no, is Is that you allow them to talk about themselves rather than you just only talking about you. If you go into a conversation, all you do is is blah, 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 blah about yours and you leave and you know nothing about them, know nothing about what they've gone through. Then they were effective in making you feel good about that interaction. But do they feel good about the interaction? Because they may have gone away and just like all they did was (laughs) I heard you, blah, 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 blah. And then whatever. And the reason you feel good is because they actually listened to you and didn't interrupt you. That was it. So you think they agree with you, you think they like you, you think all that stuff they they effectively convinced you right. that that you were liked when realistically, they were probably sitting there silent going, "I wish this person would just shut the hell up."
0: <laughs> Why I are they calling care. me
1: I don't care. I don't care. I said good I said, "How are you doing? I really did not mean that <laughs> you know I said, hope you're having a great day. That doesn't mean I wanted to hear about your day right. <laughs> That's probably what they're thinking probably. But because they're polite. But because they probably read the, the book, <laughs> they're Maybe. just letting you go on and on. But I think things like that, I think that how do we get back to some of those t- lessons, Trinity? Like, like in, in in when I say, how do we get back again? I always like to preface it that remember Elvis was was a dirty, nasty man before he was a saint. Right. Uh, uh, jazz was dirty, evil music before it was like, you know, the etiquette world, you know, like it was high class. Uh, so, sure. So depending on what generation you're in. You're always going to look at the youngsters and say, get off my lawn. That's part of the deal. So this You're is low. our turn to do that. Yeah, this is our turn to do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to give up on my turn just because I, I'm aware of it. I'm still going <laughs> to say, get the hell off my lawn. You know why? Because we should have got off the damn lawn.
0: Right. You know what I mean?
1: You know? So I'm saying it. Uh, but can we at least teach the younger people out there? That we understand why they're saying what they're saying, we understand what they're doing, but please understand that you are an evolution in progress, not us. We're we don't we're not going to evolve enough in our short amount of time left on Earth uh, to make a difference in your life, but you, however, can evolve a tremendous amount in your lifespan to help the generations behind you. And so take that as a responsibility, not as a, you're the first generation ever to think these things, or you're the only generation to ever have thought of these things, or you're the only generation to save this world, this planet, these people, because everyone before you is a complete idiot. That is, if you think that way, you are the problem. Right. If you think that way, you, my friend, are the problem. That means you're coming into it concrete and not water. Concrete is immobile. Concrete doesn't learn. Concrete doesn't listen. Water flows. Water adapts. Water figures it out. So be water.
0: I couldn't agree more. Um, I had a a, a quote here that I I kept years ago, actually, that that I thought was pretty good. And I'm going to read it now because it, it... totally fits with what we're talking about okay um it says uh, uh and don't ask me who 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 said it i don't remember uh and in controversy the instant we feel anger we have already ceased striving for the truth and have begun striving for ourselves hmm. I, I, that one spoke to me long years ago when i first wrote it or, or when i first mm-hmm. copied mm-hmm. it down mm-hmm. um because at face value i was like well I, like i had to when i but when i really thought about it, i was like yeah you're kind of right right like if you hear something, if you start getting angry, you're no longer trying to get to the truth anymore. Right? You're, you're defending your stance. You're, you feel some sort of fear that you're either not going to get what you want or you're losing right. what you have, right? Like respect, love, whatever it might be. And now you're responding out of that. And that's where the anger comes from, right? Because right. we all, for those of you who don't know, anger is a symptom, right? Some people cry, some people get angry, you know, but it stems from, Hey, that hurt. Right? Right. Like, that didn't feel yeah. the way I wanted it to feel. So now I'm going to respond. You know, and like I said, some people cry, some people get angry, some people, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but
1: yeah, it's this, a response to another feeling.
0: Yeah. And so as you start getting angry, like you're no longer trying to get to the bottom of things. All you're trying to do is just stop that icky feeling, right? Like whatever the, oh, I don't like that. I don't, it doesn't feel good. So now I'm going to stop it. And so I, I think that um, this whole concept of listen more than you speak. Is 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 uh, uh extremely valuable, mm. right? And and as I've gotten older, I've I've appreciated that more. You know, maybe because I've gotten wiser as I've gotten older, I've gotten less concerned with the viewpoints of others as far as judging judging me and how I'm presenting to the world, kind of a thing. As I've gotten older, I've cared less, and that's enabled me then to see the benefits of when somebody's saying something for me, be like, okay, like. Mm-hmm sure okay you know like because the like two things can be true it's such a wonderful mindset when it comes to this like you said about hypocrisy you know so if i'm saying something and and uh, you know somebody wants to point out something about myself that coincides with that you know there was a time in my life where i would have defended my stance and given all the context and reasons why they're wrong and, and and why they're the ones instead now i'm like yeah you're probably right but that doesn't change what I'm saying to you. Like two things can be true. I could absolutely be full of hypocrisy at the moment, right. and I could have absolutely trampled all over your feelings yesterday or today, or mm-hmm. I could have you know, inappropriately done this or whatever it might right. be. You're right. I'm not saying I did or didn't. I don't right. know. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm telling you right now this is how I feel. Amen. This is what happened. And so I think that that on both ends of that spectrum, we have to kind of keep in mind that one doesn't negate the other. Right. So if you're getting defensive, you have to understand that, that nothing you're getting ready to say is going to take away your behavior. If anything, right. it's going to make it worse. Right. This person, you know, remember why they're there, right? <laughs> now, if you're standing in line at 7-Eleven and some random person, like, yeah, who cares, right? Like, I, I don't need to hear your opinion of my life. <clears throat> but if this is a friend, if this is a, a relative, if this is a, a spouse, if, if this is a child, if this is something that's important in your life, that you're, you're choosing daily to keep that person in your life right because you don't have to like unless they live with you you could pretty much you don't ha- they don't have to be in your life every right. day so you're choosing daily and even if you're married you're choosing that person every day and so try to remember why you chose that person right? like this is not coming from uh, and i you know what i think you and i do it really well to be honest with you <clears throat> um with each other mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say what our spouses because i don't really know i'm not your right. house but I think we do it really well with each other. And, <clears throat> and a lot of the men that I've gotten along with in my life mm-hmm. are capable of the same. And I used to say back in the day when I, uh, I met one of my buddies, we were, we had this kind of conversation back then was, uh, there was never a competition. Like, you know, oftentimes, especially with men, you get into this whole, uh, alpha male type thing, right? Like somebody has got to be the biggest one in the room, which therefore means everybody else must be below you. Right. Um, and, and I don't get along with those people. Right, Uh, Right. the people I do get along with are the other other men in the room that are confident enough to say, "You can be great, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean I'm small." Right, we can both be great. There's enough room in this room for all of us to be great and in the same room. You know, game recognizes game, real recognizes real. Like, hey, man, you're in your lane dude that's, that's awesome like i'm not hanging out with people who i don't think are great <laughs> right. so if i'm friends with you that means i think there's something great about you and that doesn't infringe on my ability if anything i'm trying to learn from it right like mm-hmm. let's share notes here um and so i think so those are the individuals that get along with <laughs> so i know you and i because we've had many a debates over the years uh mm-hmm. some on air some off air uh, uh some with with uh stupid things like you know who who the goat is for football or you know more in you know involved things um and and oftentimes we disagree right but at the end of the day i we we come from a place of respect and there's been times Mm -hmm. where we've hurt each other's feelings and it usually doesn't last long Mm -hmm. we're dudes Mm -hmm. thankfully so Mm -hmm. i think within a couple minutes it's usually "Eh, i don't care um but the point is i think we both uh come from a place of respecting the other person's stance right you would agree or disagree and so I, I think that that is the lesson here for everybody is when you're interacting with somebody, try to keep in mind who that person is to you. Like not the words that you're feeling at them or the, the feelings that you're feeling from the words, because that's not them. That's you. Right. That's how you've taken in what they've just said. Now, uh, you know, and if you feel like it's starting to kind of rub you the wrong way, you know, this is where uh, uh, mindfulness comes into play right with spirituality is the feeling tone you know, we don't do that enough until too late. Right. Right. How many times have people caught themselves, you know, totally fine minding your business. You get involved in a conversation with somebody and you have no idea how it ended up in an argument. Right. You're like arguing and fighting. You're like, I don't even know how I got (laughs) here. like 10 minutes ago. I was just fine. Right. Well, it's because you were not mindful of the feeling tone as it's happening. Right. Like there's a moment when somebody says or does something that your brain looks at that and says, I like that, I don't like that, or I don't care. And the problem is we don't <laughs> we don't pay any attention until after we've already made that decision and we're already responding to it. That's when we start to say, oh, I guess I didn't like that. Well, it's too late now because you've already completely lashed out. And so part of mindfulness in the spiritual sense is, technology and this is the thing that i i know i've gotten really good at over the years um mm-hmm. uh, you've been good since i've known you for the most part and that's also i think a lot of that has to do with uh, uh, the re- the uh, rehab 12 steps that kind of stuff because from what i've seen you do a lot of that in in recovery um so uh this concept of hey that's dumb <laughs> you know like uh when i was younger i wasn't great at it but as i've gotten older with kids and whatnot i can literally pinpoint it now if somebody says something to me, I know immediately I didn't like that, and this is why. Mm-hmm. R- regardless if it's justified or valid, regardless if that's what you intend, it doesn't matter. I'm aware of how I interpreted that. And so it's up to me at that point to decide if it's valid or not. Meaning if, if uh, I don't know, if you were to say something to me, like we're designing something, and you were to like not like it for some reason, I'm completely making stuff up right now. So <laughs> very, if, if you didn't like something and wanted me to change it what i could hear is hey i don't respect your time hmm. hey you're not good at this uh, you don't have value or whatever i can hear that and hmm. then my gut instinct is to respond with what are you talking about but that little voice inside me says oh i i see what's happening here no i'm not going to choose that he's not coming from that place he's so that's an example of what I mean we can do daily is, 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 first of all, pay attention to the message. Yeah. But most importantly, you got to be aware of that feeling tone. And I think so many of us aren't. We're yeah. not aware of that moment that we've decided intellectually, I like it, I don't like it, or I don't care.
1: That That is so right, uh, Trinity. Um, we are often out of the moment, unfortunately. You know, we we we're holding on to a moment that maybe already stung us in the past. And we walk around in that. Like, I think I was joking with you the other day. Is like when I was on a plane or when I was traveling, I was saying I'm very different when I'm all by myself traveling Right. for the, for the most part, for the most part, I'm very unapproachable when I'm traveling. I right. kind of stay to myself. Um, don't really talk a lot, um, especially if I'm tired. Uh, and I'm just kind of like, so, so I probably look like a jerk to a lot of people. You know what I mean? I, I have this resting <laughs> bitch face. I don't know how thing. that feels at all.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, well, as a bigger person you have more of a responsibility to not have a resting bitch face because you know uh, you're I scary failed that responsibility. Yeah, you're, you're scary looking. You know what I mean? I'm not scary looking. I just um uh, not just like my my son-in-law says like an intimidating kind of look like it just look like I'm looking for for a problem or whatever maybe um and so so I I, ha- I have to acknowledge that I have to know that I do that so I have to soften it like when it comes out of my mouth I soften my voice a lot uh, when I'm dealing with with uh, you know servers um, you know flight attendants and I have to soften my choice because I know I'm not looking like a nice person you know how like when there's certain actors that we've always seen get typecasted a certain way because they just look like a jerk right I have a feeling I I'm I look like that. I, I, you know what I mean. It, it, you know I, I, don't look like the lead character. I always look like the jerk. So, so, but you have to acknowledge that and be okay with it, and just understand. Okay, you know it's not their fault. It's it's you know it's just it just is what it is. Right. Um, you, you just got to be aware. Like like you said, be mindful of it. The other thing is that I think that, God, man, I don't I don't want to sound like a, like the bloods here, but but I think that <laughs> TikTok uh, has painted. Some things, like, I I think that everybody looks at, at things like like TikTok filters, um, in like we tend to view a lot of people like through a, the TikTok filter rather than a regular filter. In other words, like if everybody that looks a certain way, like you automatically put a devil, you know, filter on it. So we're all walking around like devils. Then then that's all you're gonna see. You're not gonna see the real me. You're gonna see right. the filter that you placed upon me. Right. You know, and and for you, for instance, you know, I, if I look at you and I just see the clan, the clan hat, you know, <laughs> and that's not who you are, you know. But if I put the Klan filter on every white person in America, then I'm going to treat you all like a Klansman. Right. You know and I mean, it's just what's going to come out of me. And I think that's where the life lessons have to stop. We have to stop putting filters on our, our shit, you know, because based on our insecurities, our pain, our incorrect thinking by our parents who just they were unhealthy because a lot of you younger people, you have very unhealthy parents. You know, I know they loved you. I know they intended the right, but they have such bitterness and hate that they're applying it to you right now. And so you're learning a lesson that they couldn't resolve. They didn't know how to resolve it. So what they're teaching you is to continue hate or continue a problem, continue a pain. And in our, our job as future generations is always trying to deal with stuff that our parents were unable to deal with. And their parents got it. I mean, they got it from their parents who they were unable to deal with and their parents got it from their parents who were unable to deal with it for whatever reason. For whatever reason, some some pains have have gone on for generations, for generations. But our job is always that I have my own pain. I don't need yours. I have my own problems. (laughs) I don't need yours. Um, I have my own path. Uh, I appreciate you highlighting yours. So that is always an option. I can always walk down the path that my parents created for me, or I can choose a different path. So having it as an option or having it as a mandate is two different things. And so I encourage everyone to accept and appreciate the options available to you and to understand that the one that you may choose may just be a little bit more difficult or it might be a bill of goods. It may be fake. It might be phony. It might not be real. There is always a highlighted path, and it's always easier to at least walk down the path that someone else forged before you and then maybe add something to it rather than try to completely reinvent it. And I think that's where we get to in arguments. I think that's where we get to in communication. I think that's where we get to in relationships. Um, You have your loved ones trying to give you feedback on a situation or people that are well-intended to give you feedback, and you tend to listen to the one that sounds more like what you really want to hear. You know, uh, for you females, your girlfriends, for you guys, your guy friends who are in the opposite situation. For instance, if you're a married man and you're listening to your single male friends about feedback, That's a bad or idea. your divorced friends. Good luck. Yeah, if, if you're if, if you're a female and you're listening to your female friend who is three times divorced or oh, good luck with that. You yeah. know, what I mean, it, married helps married, single helps single. That is also a truth, people. So yeah. so uh, I for once I, I get asked, uh, uh, you know, because I'm a counselor in life, uh, a lot of people will try to ask for 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 advice. And I'll say, I'm not in your situation, you know, so so I can give you what what sounds like textbook kind of response. Um, and I keep also giving my friend feeling, but I'm not going to use both with you because you're in your situation and, and it, it's a baited question. I'm too much your friend sure, here sure. in this situation. So I'm just going to give you some textbook stuff and I'll give you my friend thing, but you have to take, you have to live with your end result, not me And text, re- text responses don't always apply and, and friend <laughs> responses don't always apply. And I, and I think you can, you can attest to that, right? When we've had deeper conversations about our, our personal lives uh, i can give some responses but at the end of the day i'm pretty sure i always come out at the end and says yeah but you got to live with it yeah so that's the that's the end result you have to live with it so that's that's the most important response <laughs> you know what i mean that's the most important lesson in, in all friend conversations sure. for you to know as a friend that your friend has to live with it not you
0: yeah i, I think that uh <clears throat> so everything you just said, I think um, really very nicely applies to, to giving defensiveness, right? Like when you're hearing something in, mm-hmm. then turning around and lashing out. Um, so I'm going to try to address what worked for me anyways, on the other side of that, okay. when you're trying to give out, not necessarily criticism, but just whatever it is that you're giving out and you're receiving mm-hmm. defensiveness in return. Okay. Right? Right. So for me, i uh what worked best for me was like a a a subtle like a i don't know like a like a slide a pivot a little bit from what worked for you because i tried really hard to do what worked for you and it just didn't it it never worked i tried so hard um because for me <laughs> what i'm getting that is whenever i would say something to somebody and, and i'm coming from a seemingly innocuous position right i'm not I have no malice whatsoever. I'm legitimately just coming from an analytical perspective. I see a right. flaw. I'm trying to say something. Right. Um, and if I get uh, nastiness in return, uh, my my go to is is I'm going to shut that down. <laughs> my go to is no, you didn't just come at me with some attitude after I was trying to be cool. Like we're we giving out attitude. Oh, cool. Let me know. I'll I'll, I'll give some back then. You know, I used to always say, I'm a mirror, right? I'm going to give you back what you're giving me. Right. And so, and the problem was, is I would escalate. So if somebody gave me a little bit of attitude, I'm giving you a a bunch right Right. back. Um, And so uh, what I, what was hard for me to learn how to do was to not uh, uh, negatively respond to the defensiveness that I'm receiving and turn around and make it worse and i know you said back in the day what worked for you was uh, talking to somebody and it wasn't with random everyday people it was like within your own home i guess mm-hmm. um and that was uh, but you also said it too you did it in, in counseling sessions as well and that was think in your head i'm coming from love right like i love mm-hmm. this person um problem is uh, that when i would think of that i would be like no i don't not right now <laughs> like i want to kill this person i hate this person um which obviously i didn't but in that moment you know i'm, I'm consumed with anger or rage or frustration or whatever yeah. it might be um so it just didn't work you know like it just it, it, i would try to be like i don't give a shit <laughs> i would do it anyways um what worked for me though is coming from an analytical perspective and seeing what that person's actually doing right and i don't know if not everybody is going to be able to do that it won't work for everybody uh, some people might not even know some of those things, right? I'm blessed with the fact that I'm surrounded by a lot of people. So I picked up things. I've read copious amounts of stuff. I'm also in spirituality. So I kind of can usually pretty well see what's actually happened, whether I want, want to see it or not, or I want to admit it or not. And so as an example, uh, uh like with my son, <clears throat> my son will say or do something, you know, mean or whatever to his sister or even, you know, uh, to somebody else in the household. Instead of me reacting to that, I see a hurt little boy. Like, I, I can literally see his hurt feelings spewing out of his mouth right now. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll even tell him, like, Hey, buddy, like, I get it. It hurt your feelings. It did hurt my feelings. It, it did. Like, I watched it happen, you know. But it, so instead of me reacting to what he's saying to me, I'm trying to react to what I know the truth to be. And that is, he just got his feelings hurt. He's emotional right now. Yeah. And so, uh, the best example, that that worked for me years ago was with my wife even right my wife has been through trauma in her life she's had things like most people have um but my you know my wife can be an alley cat at times (laughs) you know like my people see my wife and she's like this lovely thing oh my gosh okay well there's other times that i've seen that she's not so nice like and so uh there was and i would get uh, offended by it and i'd want to respond so sometimes it would escalate it didn't need to so now it's been working for years now, uh, I know that if I say something to her, if it's a difficult moment or if it's a stressful moment or whatever it might be, if it's just one of those moments where it has the uh, the opportunity to go sideways, um, I, I tell myself she's coming uh, from a survival perspective, mm-hmm. right? meaning her first instinct to survive. So if she's got to lash out, she's going to lash out. If she's going to hurt, she's going to hurt. She's going to do whatever it is and that, that her instantaneous reaction to things is going to be that of survival. And so much like an alley cat, you know, if you're trying to give food to the alley cat, you have to understand that that mm-hmm. cat can very well try to bite you Right. when you're, when you're just giving it food, you know, and, and and if the cat does try to bite you, you're not going to like try to kill it because you should know ahead of time. It's an alley cat. What you expect? You know, uh, the story of the snake and the frog, all right. You know, when the snake, you know, he, the frog gets on the snake's back to take him across the river and he, at the end, he bites him. He's like, why'd you bite me? It's a mistake. It's what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so like her responding from a place of survival has nothing to do with me. That's just how she's hard coded right? hardwired right now. So what helped me is to see it from her perspective and saying, hey, I'm not going to take it personal right now. What's about to come out of her mouth or the tone or whatever it is. I'm not going to allow that to infringe on my own uh, insecurities. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to let her be who she is and just understand that it's coming from right. a place of survival. Right. Right. Much in the same way, like when I said, my son, if he'll do something, he'll say something. I don't light him up when I see him do something, uh, maybe mean to his sister right away because I know what happened. I saw her hurt his feelings and I saw him that. So instead I try to get him in touch and say, look, buddy, that hurt your feelings. Right. It it didn't make you feel good about yourself when she did that. That's why you did this. I get it, but it's just not okay to act that out. Right. And so when it comes to receiving stuff from other people, what worked for me, was seeing them for for the behaviors that I know they are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So uh, for you, it was just hey, I love mm-hmm. them. I'm gonna say something I love them, which is awesome. Right. Like so, I think whoever's listening to this, um, you know, he already addressed, you know, basically working on your your stuff and choosing a better option when it comes to responding to people. Um, and what I'm saying now is when you're talking to people, and they're giving it to you. Mm -hmm. understand where they're coming from you don't have to agree with them and i'm not saying that's the other thing too is two things can be true you know my wife can absolutely be coming from a place of survival it can also be terrible (laughs) Mm -hmm. right like it's never the right answer to be defensive or to lash out or or react to somebody right it's never a right answer but i'm not dismissing that when i acknowledge where she's coming from i'm giving her grace I'm giving her the opportunity to be human right now. And you know what? You're not always going to choose the right thing. And I get that. You know, it sucks. I'm not cool with it. But I'm strong enough mentally or, or emotionally to say, all right, like I, I see what that is. I don't want nothing to do with it. Right. You know, and, and so uh, by, by accepting somebody does not necessarily mean you're signing off on the behavior, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. It's de-escalating the situation. It's giving them a moment to be unskillful.
1: I think what we just what we just witnessed was the exact same thing being said two different ways, or at least yeah. well, one. Yeah. You know, in in other words, the reason you do that is because you love her, because if a person comes into your home to steal it or to hurt you, um, I don't think you're going to go like it's it's because you don't have a dad. <laughs> and I I get it. You're lashing out. You're angry with the world. Wrong house, brother. I,
0: I, the same what you want, man. <laughs> so
1: so in other words, because you don't love that person. That no. person, you know, but, but if you love that life, you're going to try to stop that without killing the life. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure uh because you don't know them and you you really don't care what background they have at that moment so so we're actually saying the exact same thing no yeah Um, absolutely so so i'm going to expand a little
0: bit on that because Uh, just the semantics part for me right right right
1: right and and when i when i mean by that when i say love them is because my analysis ability is not is is very questionable when my emotions are attached (laughs) Sure. So so I may be good at an analyzing a situation that I'm not emotionally attached to. Um but I can't trust my analysis when I am emotionally attached. Sure. Because at that moment I can care less why. <laughs> I don't care what your background is. I don't care who hurt you. I don't care what your last guy did. I don't care what you la- I don't care if you had a bad day at work. I don't give a damn. Right now I'm just pissed that you're even throwing any of that defensiveness yep. onto me. So the reason we had that discussion back in the day was because i had i i I did not know love i only knew hate um in, in in i really thought it was the answer to everything the more i hate then i don't have to be attached i don't have to to have guilt i don't have to have fear i don't have to wait for how you feel about me because I've already dictated all the relationships moving forward. And therefore, I felt that that protected my heart and that protected me from hurting. However, when I when I think love, love is hard to not be soft. So, so I learned how to soften my tone, my look, my voice, my care. If I just say, I love you in my head. And so it was a trick that I used uh, to be able to help clients that I really um initially at least initially i didn't even care about people and, and i was a counselor already and i really didn't care about my clients i'm like all right who gives a shit you right. know and that was hard because i was like all right bro you better if you're gonna do this job you gotta learn how to feel for them, because i i wanted to to love them and then i realized things about them and i'm like okay now i don't love you no more <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> so 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 i needed to 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 kind of move that forward and luckily i got not only really good at it, but I, I, but I believe it, you know, to the point it's part of my wiring. Right. Right. So now when I say, I love you, it's because I'm allowing you that leniency because of what you've come through, but I'm not, but I can't get in the details. So, so like, let's take it with spouses where you took it where with, with close people within your household, Um, you're going to be in a position in your household where your emotions are being triggered. And so, and while your emotions are being triggered and your, your other partner is being defensive, they're no longer listening to your message. So here's what does not work. No matter what technique you use, whether you use a technique that sounds more like what I just explained or a technique with Trinity saying, it doesn't matter what technique you eventually use. Here's what does not work. Getting louder.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And and I still do it. I still do it. do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't help it. it. I can't help it. I'm a passionate uh, I, person. I, I've learned and I've I've done many times where I get softer, but but I'm not Clint Eastwood. So as much as I want to be Clint Eastwood and just give you a look and just talk real soft, I don't carry the whole package that Clint Eastwood has. So I have to turn into Joe Pesci because that's more <laughs> the package that I've been gifted. You know what I mean? I want I want I want to be Clint Eastwood because I look more up I look up to Clint Eastwood, but I turn into freaking Joe Pesci in 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 don't want to be (laughs) you know I mean, not all the time sometimes i can stay clint sure other times when it's not working i'm joe pesci all right so i say that because what doesn't work is us getting louder what doesn't work is us calling the person names what us does what doesn't work is being smirky and laughing see you may be laughing on the inside about some of the things they're saying but if you laugh like a jerk on the outside you know you're wanting them to see it and then you deny it When you get when 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 I've seen some of you do it, like what I just I just said this, but you're giving them that sarcastic look. You're giving them that. You're letting them know you're full of shit. But I'm not gonna say it, so you have nothing on me. I know. I've
0: seen that a few times in my house. Yeah,
1: yeah. So 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 the point is 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 what can work for you though in that respect is to know. All right, I triggered something. What did I trigger? And I actually like that part of the technique the best for me in my household, right. for me, is if I right away say something and I hear, Psh, like, coming out <laughs> of nowhere, I'm like, all right, w- w- what did I do? W- what's going on? Because <laughs> if I hear nothing, nothing, what do you say? Like, all, right, all right, all right, I'm just saying because I felt like some if I'm if I'm reading too much into it, let me know. But I but I I felt a little something. And so before I proceed, I just need to kind of know what I'm stepping into. And it, and it, and if I do it, if I do it in the same jovial sense that, that my partner knows or my family knows, that's fun, Louis. That's happy, Louis. Then we're gravy. But if I do it in a sense that that's oh, that's sarcastic, Louis. That's Louis on the defensive. It's not going to go well. Right. So that's the key factor. The, the key factor is you know damn well what you're doing. Stop doing it. You know damn well what they're doing. You better shut up. <laughs> there is nothing. When someone's being defensive with you, you can't do anything but love them through it regardless. You can't do anything but accept their where they're coming from regardless. Like Trinity's saying, you know their pains. You know where they're coming from. You know enough about the people and all that stuff. You just may not care right now, so... Love yourself enough to not put yourself in a situation to to get hurt, and you will be hurt. You keep going, you keep going, that snake gonna bite. And you (laughs) you might think you're the strongest snake. Um, some of us always think that we're the strongest snake, and my wife likes to act like I'm the strongest snake, like she'll be like, Oh, you get brutal. I'm thinking it's only because I'm not letting you know that shit hurt. (laughs) <laughs> that, the reason i bit you hard that way is because you already hurt me hard i'm just not gonna let you know it so i'm gonna hurt so uh you know, right. so, uh, they, you know uh, love yourself enough to give yourself another day of life because <laughs> because <laughs> there's a whole channel dedicated where, yeah. where where some of you you just went too far and and you don't wake up the next day you know like for instance right now training i know it, it's kind of funny um so my so in our house, I make the coffee every morning. Every morning. I go to, because I wake up early. That's all. True. But Dana prepares something in that coffee sometime. <sighs> right? So back in the day, I knew that she was using some sort of probiotic or something like that. And I'd be like, Dana, I don't know what that coffee is, but that, that's just not that's not settling in my stomach, right? And then she admitted, oh, I put something in it. Right. And it's like, <laughs> damn it, Dana, don't put stuff in my coffee. So so I have to address this is a conversation that we're gonna have today, by the way. We're gonna have oh, it today.
0: Boy. Oh boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a it, it better go good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. For my sake, so 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 I've been noticing that the last whole jug of coffee and this new jug of after I came out, there's like this white powder, white powder residue in the coffee and like, and I don't want to say numbing because then it sounds like cocaine, but like a weird like stevia or
0: something.
1: I don't know what it is. No, she wouldn't do that. It's, but there's something, and it's like what is she putting in the coffee you know she is doing something very secretly in this coffee so here's an example of you i can approach it with humor which is my style and she'll accept it 100% or i can approach it like dang you always do something you you know sneaky you try to put shit in my my food you put shit in my drink you always trying to give me a, some sort of in her it's a vitamin it's something good for me whatever but she doesn't know that that shit affects me man you know what I mean? I don't like it. You know what I mean. But she's loving me, Trinity. So I know she's loving me. She's just trying to get me to live longer. She's just trying to make sure that I am a healthy person. But she does not in sneaky little ways.
0: You just, uh, you just uh, inadvertently uh, gave a, a fantastic tip, by the way, um, okay. for anybody who's trying to have a conversation with. Uh, anybody really but especially somebody you're emotionally bonded with like a spouse if you want to if you want to immediately send it into defensiveness use the words always or never yeah (laughs) if you want to immediately put it in defensiveness doesn't matter what your message is doesn't matter what comes afterwards but if you started it out by saying you always or you never Mm -hmm. i promise you it's going to end in defensiveness (laughs) yeah use the word
1: today Throw, throw the word stay in there, and it, it, it makes you talk different.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, so it was funny. You just inadvertently gave it to him because you said something about it. You always do it. That. So that's an example of, like, if you're if you're trying to be skillful and you don't want this situation to turn into a de- defensive situation. Right. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, you can't control their behavior, and you don't know what yeah. kind of day they're having. You might accidentally right. trigger something, like you said. Uh, but there are certain, like, go-tos. They yeah. always and the never are, are just a bad idea it really is because nobody always does anything or never does anything like it just might not be as frequent as you would like or infrequent but nobody always or never does um so anyways
1: well let's just hope this isn't evidence this stays dharma time defensiveness (laughs) episode you know (laughs) yeah and not evident i'd like to to submit this as evidence see what he was talking about here was exactly how she ended up poisoning him and that's why mr right. delgado is no longer with us on this day exactly. so, so let's just hope Let's just hope this, um, ends, this ends okay trinity
0: we'll see <laughs> I'll, I'll keep uh, i'll keep my phone by me um just all right so you gotta be uh,
1: saved right look
0: <laughs> yeah you got any uh you got any wrap-up you want to do today
1: um, talking about defensiveness, That's uh, you know, uh, look, we all, we we, we all get defensive. That's just part of the deal. If, if you're a person that says, I'm just being honest, I'm just being real. You may just be a jerk. You may just be defensive at the moment. And we're all jerks. Sometimes we're all mean. Sometimes that's part of the deal. Whatever you think the world is, you are too. Whatever bothers you about the world. You are too. If you don't like hypocrisy out there, you are too. If you don't like mean people, out there you are too even angel even dana they're very mean people sometimes they're very evil people sometimes now you know yes. loved ones go like oh never angel never dana oh yes <laughs> yes yeah so let's let's just work harder on ourselves a lot more on ourselves a lot more on educating children than trying to change the world out there the only way to change the world out there is you lead by example because I don't care who you are eventually. You get on that pedestal high enough and somebody's going to call you on your ship. <laughs> somebody's going to find something on you. And unfortunately, it, un- it unfortunately always uh, tears apart uh, for somebody the lesson that you could have gave out. Uh, and you know and I got one more request as we're here on a uh, on, uh, Black History Month. Uh, I, I got I got this is a call to all uh, black leadership um, out there in the future, because every city I go to, every town I go to, there is a Martin Luther King Boulevard. Every city. You need to ensure that this man, this man did a lot of great things, man. There's a lot of great stuff. And and, and I think we're losing the messages of what Martin Luther King did and what he said and all that stuff. We're giving way too much credence to to new black leadership that that, that aren't as loving and peaceful. But let's stop putting Martin Luther King Boulevards in the worst of neighborhoods. (laughs) Let's stop making it a place that that becomes a joke for people to say, like, if you want to buy crack, just find a Martin Luther King Boulevard. (laughs) Um, Let's start putting, I want to see like a, a, a gated community built and it has a Martin Luther King Boulevard or Martin Luther King Street. We we are perpetuating stupidity, perpetuating stupidity when we continue to put certain name certain roads in certain places. That I I think that's where we need to go to. Stop. Let's not knock down a monument, but instead let's put a Martin Luther King Boulevard in the next uh, uh, golf community that we create. That's that's that that would be nice. You know what I mean? I, I'm and I'm just saying that just hit me because I was sitting, you know, at the airport. After again going to another town and being like, why do we always do that? <laughs> yeah. And why are we okay with that? And, and, and I don't, and it's not white racist government putting Martin Luther King. No, it's the black leadership saying this is, should now be called Martin Luther King Boulevard because this is where we live. Yeah. But where you live is not where it needs to be Martin Luther King Boulevard. <laughs> where you live does not have to be that name. You know what has to be that name? Where they live. <laughs> that's <laughs> that road needs to be Martin Luther King Boulevard and <laughs> now where you live
0: am I wrong Trinity? uh no I mean I, I to me that's a widely known thing man if you want to know the worst part of town usually just right. find him Milke Boulevard and that's usually where it's at yeah you know because every like golf communities always
1: tend to have like a Ben Hogan why because it's a golf community so it's a bit, it's a it's a golfer name right right so so that's normal that's normal so but what we got to do is we got to flip it we gotta do some flipping <laughs> to make some to make some it says, yo, man, who's Ben Hogan? <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? We, we, we gotta flip it. We gotta, we gotta go into black neighborhoods and rename them streets to like white leadership names, right? Then we gotta go into black uh, white neighborhoods and rename them to black leadership names. We gotta <laughs> flip this to make you know who we are. To, you know what I mean? And none of you know Latinos because y'all think I don't know. We're the most disrespected culture on planet. Me and the me and the Asian guy keep sitting back there going, like, what about us? You know I mean? <laughs> so and, and, and the Middle Eastern, I'll put you with us, man. Don't worry, you're sitting with us too. Um, but the, the, the point is is that we gotta we gotta just be a little bit more mindful of some of these things moving forward. because uh, it, 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 it just I think it's those little secret little subliminal things that, that 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 we don't really understand what we're really doing when we do them. I don't know. And hey, happy Black History Month, everybody, and happy Valentine's Day. Uh, to all you people that care about that It's February while we're doing this You might be listening to this And this is like 2024 Or like March of 2024 <laughs> Or like December 2024 But, but we did poisoned.
0: Yeah and I'm already gone <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, but I'm here today So those are my final words man.
0: Um, yeah right on I don't know how to follow that, but I'll do my best. All
1: right, I just, it just hit
0: me because
1: it, it's so, it's so stereotypical. I mean, like, and everybody it knows is. it's true, by the way. So don't send me no damn hate mail. You know, damn well that those name you go down to Martin Luther King Boulevard, you're going to find uh, some nastiness on that damn road. And you can't blame anybody for that nastiness other than you chose to name it that.
0: Sure. Um, well, first of all, thanks everybody for, for tuning in. Appreciate you. Um, right. Feel free to like, share, comment, all those all right. fun things that, uh, make the world go around for us. Um, as always, you can check us out live uh, on any of our shows on, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch under dope and Dharma. You can follow him at, at the dope doctor. You can follow me at the Dharma guy. And then uh, we are on uh, at dope and Dharma. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as defensiveness, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, do your do your, yourself a favor and, and listen more, talk less. Um, um, and when I say, listen, you know, try to listen to the message. Try to listen to what, what what's actually there. Um, you, you know, stop hearing that one word or that one phrase, and then not listening after that, right? Because we all have it. They'll say that one thing or that one word, and it's like, oh, I'm done listening now. Now I'm formulating how I'm about to tell you why you're wrong and everything else, uh, and you missed the entire message. Um, so so be aware of that really, really seriously try to be aware internally, the moment that you deem something positive, negative, or neutral, the moment that you've, you know, subconsciously decided, I like it. I don't like it. I don't really care. Try to really pay attention to that. Um, And and then when you've paid attention to it enough and you're very well adept at, at recognizing that start to pay attention to what comes afterwards, start to realize like, man, Okay, I've decided I don't like that. Now I'm starting to want to, let like, go after this person whatever. whatever. Like, start working on those things, right? And, and, and so it's our job, as we always joke on the show. It's not other people's job to, to tiptoe around your buttons. It's your job to make your buttons smaller. And the way you make your buttons smaller is by healing. And part of that healing is confronting the past, listening to others, taking in messages. Like, it's all part of the process, guys. Um, and in doing so, you'll make the world better for yourself and everybody else. There's so much less stress. Uh, you know, when you're coming from a place of love and compassion for them and yourself, it really, truly does change the dynamic of, of your whole day. It really does. And, and your whole day can go south very quickly with just one moment of defensiveness, be it given or taking. So work on on not giving it and work on not taking it. And and you'll see some serious changes. So, anyways, uh, that's all I got today. No, no, no. Before you do the sign-offs, before you do the sign-off, oh. uh,
1: remember, tomorrow's show, uh, we'll be doing a We the Middle tomorrow. Okay. Are we? Uh, probably I didn't know yeah, yeah, I'm in town. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't leave again until the 21st for sure. But, uh, okay. you know, we got a lot of things to talk about. We definitely got to talk about <laughs> China. Uh, you know, the weather, we didn't talk about the balloon. No. Um, so, we got to talk about China. Uh, on, on, There's on, a lot. On tomorrow's show. Yeah, we got to talk about the State of the Union address, what you thought about it. Um, definitely got to talk about the Super Bowl. Got to talk about NASCAR coming back. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, stick, uh, just, you know, follow us, and then you'll be able to know when we get
0: on the air for that show. Right on. And, and for those of you who have not listened to us before, he was referring to we the middle. We have three main programming shows that we do. We have the Couch Live on Monday nights. Uh, normally supposed to be Monday nights. Um, and we talk about drug and alcohol related issues and family issues, things of that nature. Uh, Tuesdays is normally when this show's on. And we talk about things from a spiritual perspective. And then Fridays, we let our hair down just a little bit. and We talk about politics and some sports and things of that nature, more of a variety. So so uh, by all means, follow us and, and listen to whatever shows speak to you. And until then, now that you know better, do better. Peace. <laughs>